four, three. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the vodcast. Welcome to the broadcast. Boys and girls, welcome to the show. This is Convincing Idiots. My name's Dean. I'm Brian. My name's Nick. And we're three friends from three different generations talking to your ass about all kinds of pop and nerd culture shit. What? If you're having a good time or you think I'm coming off a little too strong, either way, go look us up <laughs> on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Convincing Idiots. Also, please be sure to go to our Instagram page, that is at Convincing underscore Idiots, on Twitter at Convincing Idiot with no S, TikTok at Convincing Idiots, or email us at convincingidiots at gmail.com, or if you're going to be in super lazy, ask your home assistant device to play the Convincing Idiots podcast. We are back for another recap of pop culture today, mm -hmm. boys and girls, I, ladies and gentlemen. i tell you what happened there. Um, professional Nick and Hype Nick mm -hmm. were really fighting each other on that one. They really right? were. <clears throat> they were going back and forth. Yeah. They, they were having a hard time. It's a delicate balance to keep them sure. at bay inside me and, and to, to coexist. It's, it's very different. Well, I know. Yeah. I've been inside you. <laughs> it's true. You've seen it all firsthand. <laughs> and again, for those that listened last week with just Nick and I, this this is the, this is what we were missing. This the third uh, mm -hmm. dynamic of the of, mm -hmm. the of the show. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I bring professionalism and um, decorum uh, is the word I'm going to use. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a word you could use. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not the correct word, but no, okay. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's mostly what you put inside your house and whatnot. But that, yep. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, no, right. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're this is we're shooting this the night before St. Patrick's Day. You well, mother, so we're, yeah. we're getting started a little, a little early. Yeah, we're a little extra relaxed here. Yeah, so yeah. By the way, if you're out there, you listen to us. We hope that by the time you listen, we hope you enjoyed a safe. And healthy St. Patrick's Day out there. So, uh, and after you get out of the drunk tank and listen to us, uh, we hope you had a good time in there as well, and be more responsible okay. next time. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And once we got uh, the NBC more you know situation out of the way, decorum, mm -hmm. dictionary, behavior in keeping with good taste and propriety. Right. Decorum. Again. Decorum. So not I, the, cor not I the correct word. Exactly what I said. It is a word, but it's not the correct word to describe you. That's all I'm saying. Oh no, no, no. I I agree with that. But Nick was saying that it is that it's like decoration, decorum yes. as a decoration. No, that's not what yeah. I mean. Decorum. I used it right. I may not be the correct uh, example of it, but right. I did use it right in the set. Well, you are so, certainly a decoration on this podcast. That is for sure. That's right. Could your de decor have a positive decorum? Well, check it out behind in I my new so. uh, in my mm. new set. Yes. yes, very nice. Looks got very good. Some so uh, three Stooges. Um, what is it? Uh, we got Albert Einstein and old uh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, old Charlie. I Chaplin. was gonna ask. Uh, yeah, yeah, you sent us okay. a picture in the group text. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know who that other guy is. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then we got uh, <clears throat> Teddy Roosevelt up there behind me. Homer mm -hmm. Simpson. You know. Very good. Yeah. Very All good. the greats. That's yep. right. Yeah, if you can't see my set right now, my home office here, I have a new stand-up uh, Albert Einstein. A holding the convincing idiot sign. That's right. It looks like an, L, like an LP, like he's holding like a record. Like that's a what I thought, too. Yeah, that's very cool. Yep. So yep. Uh, I, he will transport to when we shoot uh, 
together, so you can check him out. All right, so... Uh, sorry about that. I'm pulling up. Thanks for I, tuning I, in. This was a good time. That's we, right. Uh, yeah, no, um, show off the new no more, no more notebook. I did get a new uh, iPad Air this past week here because I got tired of dealing with the small screen with screwing around with the show stuff, and it's very, very nice. I'm very happy for this. I have all my notes here in my my iPad Air now. So nice. Uh, it's taking him a long time to get to them. That's right. Yeah, it's very convenient. Just, just give me a moment. I will get to the <laughs> convenience. He keeps licking his finger trying to turn the goddamn page. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Where do you put the C batteries in this thing? <laughs> it's too thin. Uh, so uh, pop culture news. We're just kind of doing random headlines here, guys, and just share your thoughts. We've been doing the last few weeks now. Uh, sad news in the world of acting. Uh, Yafet Kodo. Kato, excuse me, passed away today, and today is March the, uh, well, actually, yesterday, forgive me, March the 15th, he passed away yesterday, so uh, if you don't know who he was, he was on a NBC television series, Homicide, Life on the Street, from 93 to 99, as Lieutenant Al Giardello, excuse me, he was in Alien, 1979, he was in The Running Man with Schwarzenegger in 87, The Midnight Run with uh, Robert De Niro in 1988. Oh, okay. Yep. I recognize the guy. Okay. And one of his famous characters, uh, the see, the main villain, Dr. Kananga slash Mr. Big. It was kind of a two-role thing in the James Bond movie. Live and Let Die, 1973, which also happened to be the first movie of my personal favorite James Bond, Roger Moore. And he was a very good villain in that. Have you, seen, have you guys seen that movie, Live and mm -mm. Let Die? Mm -mm. Never seen a single James Bond movie. Uh, what, what? What? I, never, my know, ears at, are defying me right now. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Have mercy. How did we miss that? We surely I must have said that because you I, went, we, we did a whole segment of you. We did and how you like James Bond. Certainly wow. that must have come up. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know, recall but, you, you saying that you never seen any of them. Yeah. Holy cow. Not no. a single one. Not even There's not more... even like where I haven't seen Rocky, Why? but I've like seen bits and pieces of the first Rocky. So I kind of have, but like or not else, really. Okay. Well, first of all, the Rocky movies I discovered over the weekend, they're all on HBO Max. Did you know that? Yes, they are. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I watched Rocky 3 on the way. I haven't seen it in a long time. I love that nice. one with Mr. T. Of course. Back to back to James yes, Bond. back to James Bond. Why not? Why not watch I don't know. I, I don't know that they've ever been, uh, I don't know, that, no, like nobody in my family was like a fan or anything. So like it wow. wasn't really like. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many of them. Me. You, sh you should have watched one on accident. Like here's. <laughs> I remember, like, as a child, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Yeah, and that's like, right, in the 90s, uh, late 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't... See, that That actually, there, there you go. That tells the generation, and it tells you uh, the yeah. age of people. Who's your who James was, Bond? Right. Who is James Bond? Not like, who's your favorite James Bond? Who was James Bond when you were a kid? Similar yes. to be done with Batman, yeah, where you're like, right. you could tell, like, which... <clears throat> like, uh, when I was a kid, it was Timothy Dalton. Yep. Yep, for a couple movies. Yep. 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 Late eighties. Yeah, I see I guess yeah, that's interesting. It's me like as a kid. Sean Connery, like I had no sure. like 
I knew of Sean Connery, but somebody one time was like said something about him being like, or it's like a girl I dated. Her dad was a big James Bond fan. And he's like, he'll always be James Bond to me. And I was like, why? And he's like, because he's like that is the James Bond. I'm like, I had no idea. Get out of my house. James Bond. <laughs> like I don't know. Just Pierce Brosnan was the first one I knew was James Bond, and then they switched to Daniel Craig, and that's like my extent of my knowledge. Hmm. But yeah, and I. Okay. I very familiar with the Austin Powers movie and know that they pretty direct, like, they're kind of spoofing mm-hmm. that kind of thing, that, like, spy kind of... So, I get that. But, yeah, I've never seen I've never seen one. Never even, yeah. like, seen one on TV that I can think of to where I'm like, I'm gonna stop and watch this. I'm sure they have been. Blow my mind. Well, yeah. I guess for me as a kid, you too, Dean, probably, but on the movie channel, now, years ago, this is like in the 30s, you know, this is like 70s, late 70s, early 80s, when the like Star Channel and the Movie Channel came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, they one of the pieces of, you know, what they, what they, one thing they, they had was they had license to the James Bond movies. So they would just run those That's what crazy. I'm saying. They should have watched it by accident. Yeah, so I watched, that's that's where I started. I assume... to, my, and my, my parents were a fan, too, so that, okay. that helped. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I assume that, like, on Spike, that seems like, or whatever was Spike and is now, what, Paramount sure. or whatever? Yes. That yeah. seems like a yeah, thing when, that they would show a lot. Like, when it was Spike, yeah, they had a lot of them. Yeah. And they had marathons. I think some's on Netflix right now, I believe. At least some of them. And there's also, there's a Pluto TV, okay? Okay. Which is a download. It's, it's this free streaming app. They have classic movies and stuff like that. Yeah. They have... All the James Bond movies, I think, up until the Daniel Craig ones, if I'm not mistaken, there too. Okay. So there are plenty. They're prevalent out there. Uh, it, you can't remain categorized as a man, I don't believe, a whole lot longer. Never until have you been, watch buddy. it until, until you watch at least one, one or one James Bond movie. I okay. think so. Now, yeah. if you, in your opinion, which would be the one to watch, not necessarily your favorite, but you. If I'm coming into this at now, back, as, watch as, first one. Thirty-three Doc, years old, which is the Doctor one. No. Go back, watch first one. Doctor it's No. It's still going to be like in today's world. I'm still going to yep. like that has as good of a chance of being yep. like interesting to me as like, yep, a Daniel Craig or a Pierce Brosnan one. Go back and watch Doctor No. The first scene of James Bond period okay. is Sean Connery. That's probably why your your former girlfriend's uh, dad who. Probably lucky you pissed him off because uh, you know you would not be married to the lovely uh, Robin, perhaps. Now, you not being know. a man has bode well for me. Yes, there you go. But he's they flash, they, they show him, and he's got the cigarette and the the fur. He improved, I think, Bond, James Bond, and it it just is like wow, that's that's like that's that's he's a got man the right there. Yeah. The, now you the, said that about Han hair. Solo. What is it? Which he's one? another one. Who wins? <laughs> it, it, it was it was a striking. But it, he, he's, Sean Connery is super cool in this movie. He actually tried in this particular James Bond movie. He didn't try at all of them. He definitely tried in this one. Storylines and all of them get a little weird, you know. Okay. And so there you have it. So anyways, back to the outfit. Some of them get campy. Yeah. That's why I asked if there was one better to watch that's maybe like more like. This was a good one. Okay. This is early 60s. It's an early 60s movie. Okay. But uh, go back and check that out. But Okay. So Yafit Koto. Now, one thing in my opinion that not that you, if if you're around my age and you've seen these movies or whatever, uh, you know, villains die in different ways, and it what kind of became a thing in the definitely in the Roger Moore ones for sure was that it be, the deaths of the big villain became kind of campy sorta. 
what he would have a quip or something. They would die in some, you know, that's kind of what Austin Powers, the one thing he definitely was, you know, mimic, you know, making fun of was, you know, all the crazy lines where people get killed and all that. So Yafet Kodo played this such a cool bet. He probably had the of all time worst, ridiculous James Bond villain deaths in of all time. He had sharks, okay, in this with freaking laser beams attached to that, their head. That, that's it's funny. Cool. Okay. Okay. And he had shark. They had these cartridges. So if a shark got out of control or something like that, I guess he would shoot it and it would inflate and burst the shark in case it, you had to kill something like that. It was like a gas thing. So James Bond, Roger Moore, gets one of these cartridges into Yafet Kodo's mouth. Okay. He literally, like a cartoon, inflates like a balloon. I'm not even kidding. And flies up in the air and bursts and explodes. Oh. That is how the great Yafet Koto died in this crazy James Bond movie. There you and have I, it. And I'll tell you what. Um, you know, rest in peace, Yafet Koto. Um, but we might be the only, or the, the show that has done the longest topic of, upon his death. Yes, that's that could be true, and a lot of it was just about James Bond in general. <laughs> right, but he was very good. He was a good actor. I saw him in a few things. He he was a good actor. So rest in peace. Okay, last Sunday, the Grammys uh, were aired, and they had to do them kind of a weird, you know, outdoors and all that, and the times and everything. Tell so, me how many awards Foghat won. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. We talked about this recently. Uh, the year, this is late 80s, to where uh, Metallica was up for a <laughs> metal Grammy, metal yeah. album Grammy for and Justice for All. And then Justice for All had this song One on it, which you know that song if you're mm-hmm. even a semi-fan. And they lost the Grammy to Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. And even Jethro Tull was like, what in the hell is happening right now? They they were completely unprepared. Metallica even performed on the Grammys live, sang one live, and no one could believe it. They're so out of touch with that award, and they don't even show the hard rock stuff, which is, no. to me angers me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely a pop music show. But I digress. I didn't watch two seconds of it. I'm not boycotting it. I just didn't watch it. Yeah, you, do you guys have any thoughts on the? Uh, I have a couple of things, but do you have any thoughts on the Grammys? Did you see it? Any thoughts in general? Well, I can tell you about the uh, the turd I, I I left in the toilet rather than watch the Grammys I chose to do. Okay. I can tell you about that. Other than All that, right. no. Maybe a maybe the bonus episode. All I right. wi- ah, like I wish I would have yeah. known the Grammys were on because like yeah. actually, Dean, you were at my house. Maybe not that late in the night, but like my favorite thing is um whenever i am watching saturday night live and the musical guest comes on and dean is near me because every single one is like who is this are they famous what do they say this is, <laughs> I, this is uh, everything yeah. like <laughs> yeah so i would love yeah. to watch the grammy dean specifically mm-hmm. just to see we can do what that. that is i would like to do a live react of the grammys or oh not only on saturday, saturday night live but we've we've commonly spent new years together in the past sure. that's another big one 
yep. all the acts. What is this? Who are they? Are they famous? What is that? I've never heard this song. What is that? Ah. Like, you've never heard this song? Like, it's like massive right now. Where's Jethro Tull? <laughs> Where's Jethro Tull? I want to hear the no, flute. Um, I, yeah. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm learning new music. Are you? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm when, when flipping through the dial on the... Uh, on the on the radio in the in the mm-hmm. car turning the knob on your radio <laughs> on your AM AM station, mm-hmm. but now, uh, you know, the, like Kiss FM, I will stop to hear and to see if I can tolerate it, and okay. and if I can, I will sit and uh, listen to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, I did not watch the Grammys. Um, I I honestly um, I don't have cable. Like I I just stream everything, um, and I. It's weird. It's a weird thing we're in right now because, like, I, I actually like watching music award shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're in this age of streaming everything, I'd have to, like, really seek it out and make time to go watch it. And I just, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything's on demand now. And, like, I, I probably would be c- catching up on shows or something like that that, that I watch instead. So, no, I, I didn't watch it. Um, so I would. Do you have any? I'd like to know, like, who won yeah. things, like best album. Best, See, I you know, feel the same about artist. the Grammys. I feel the same way about the Grammys that I do, like fireworks. If there were fireworks outside my goddamn house, I would close the curtains and shut the window. Mm-hmm. So mm. if the Grammy, if the Grammys are on TV, I'm gonna, <laughs> I will go out of my way to turn them off. Keep. Those Grammys <laughs> out of my yard, kids. I don't understand what you're wearing. I don't understand yeah. what point you're trying to prove with your That's songs. Right. I don't That's understand right. what you're trying to say. That's right. I don't know what the fuck the like say is, but get the fuck off my lawn. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, album of the year was won by Taylor Swift for Folklore. Uh, she's the only woman. First Dean, you know woman. who Taylor Swift is, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. First woman to win album of the year three times over, and Beyonce uh, was the big winner. So now she she is now the winningest woman in Grammy history. She has 28 awards, and she actually ties Quincy Jones in all time uh, wins. So you think about how long Beyonce's been around, and then like starting with Destiny's Child, and then I mean. Right. I mean, all her endeavors, both solo, things that she does with Jay-Z, I mean, other tracks of people's that she's on. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you got to think about sense. it. She's all over the place. Yeah. Yep. You know, artists back in the day didn't go this long at this height that she has. You know right. what I mean? Sure. You know, Same could be said for a Taylor been... Swift. I mean, right. she's been so popular. Well, for she so was long like a now. teenager when she started. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's you know, transitioned they, well. You know, you would have artists that, you know, would plateau and then they, they'd be. They're still relevant, but they would go down so they wouldn't be in that awards category for all those years. Right. Yeah, and you think Quincy Jones, I mean, that's an iconic I, Motown. Okay, yeah, let me tell ahead. you what. Uh-huh. Go do yourself a favor if, if mm-hmm. you got free time. Uh, Netflix has a Quincy Jones um, pod, or, uh, documentary. Okay. It is amazing. It, yeah. it, it's regular uh, two hours, something like that. Okay. But it goes through his life. And then it's um, it follows him like in real time towards the end. Like they were interviewing him for the documentary and stuff, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool that's to do cool. that. Uh, so yeah, and then I, I haven't seen these yet. We're talking about these off camera, but I am interested in they, they they had some nice tributes to some artists who passed away last year. So 
uh, you know, Dean, one of his favorite artists is Kenny Rogers, and uh, Lionel Richie sang "Lady," who he wrote that song for Kenny. Lady. Uh, so that's the, I'd like to see that, and they had a nice tribute, I guess, to Eddie Van Halen. I guess they had one of his guitars or something, and played a solo with a light on it or something. Is this and, the first Grammys that's passed since Eddie Van Halen passed away? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This year's just, been a weird one, eh? It just like, that, those, does, that uh, seems like that late seems last like year. It's been uh, a weird year. Yeah. yeah. Feels yeah. like a while. It was like, know. what, November, maybe? November, December. That yeah. recent? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? I think it was October, actually. Okay. October. But still, late last year. Still, sure. I was thinking, if anything, it was closer to like a full calendar year ago. Wow. No. Uh-uh. Huh. And uh, Bruno Mars did a nice tribute, I guess, to Little Richard. So he had the nice like, huh. suit and... And I like Bruno Mars, so that would have been interesting to see. I just didn't even really pay attention that it was it was on. I, I mean, it yeah. was it was there. I was messing around with yeah. show prep and junk, and it just uh, I don't know. I just don't get super yeah. excited for that stuff uh, these days. I should have so. done a recap before the episode or something, but I would like to. There's some performances I heard about, like I heard. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the weekend uh, debuted a new something. Yeah, he, was it a he video? boycotted? Oh, the weekend okay. is the Some, weekend was, was snubbed played? last year, or. He well, not not. Was the last music awards show recently? Mm. Are you American Grammys Music or? Awards? Yes. Maybe yeah. he felt he was snubbed by the industry or something like that. So he he's boycotting the Grammys apparently. Oh, okay. Forever now or something. I like saw that. Well, he, somebody really, probably, maybe it was a new video or something. Something came out new. For well, him. he he feels really strongly that the, the show should be on a Sunday, but when they put it like on a Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday, right. I mean, his name is the weekend. weekend. It's named right. after him. I mean, they they put it in I mean, his time slot. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. Okay, so sad news in uh, the world of inventors. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Lou, listening. Lou Ottens, um, 94 years of age, bless his heart, passed away not this past Saturday, but the Saturday prior. And in 1963, he debuted the invention of the portable cassette tape. Ah. So he, uh, let's hmm. see here. He was a well, big fan, big fan of that invention. Uh, well, what makes what makes this important? Um, he's a, he's a Dutch they, man. Go ahead. Right. Uh, but when they closed the cla- when they closed the casket, it made a sound. Yeah, just like the just like the cassette thing you're talking That's about. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Somebody joked on another thing that maybe he was buried with a pencil. Yeah, so definitely his so, legs got caught up in the gears. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely brought uh the portable music to an entirely new level. So you think about that at that time we had vinyl records, mm-hmm. we had the radio. That's it. That was it. Yeah. And and, and then that was before even the eight track came out in nineteen sixty three. And you think about the what the tape cassette allowed just a Joe Schmo to do. I mean, you know, jam into the song you want to hear in your car yes, going on the right. highway. That's right. And you could make your mixtapes mm-hmm. and everything. So I was so in, good in, at in, that. Yeah. In the seventies, you had those crappy, like K-Tel albums, on next like to the, the mix, the, the, the variety of yeah. songs on an album. And that was kind of cool at the time. Like, Oh, you get a variety of songs on this album that are popular. Right. Or you mm-hmm. could buy the 45s, of course, 
But the cassette, you're right. You could do your radio timing and everything yep. else. So I can make my own Kenny Rogers greatest hits on what I think That's is right. great songs. Man, right. I would do that for hours. Uh, you know, I put the headphones on, and you'd have the the tape where you had to, you yep. find the song, get it ready, record and play. You know, at the same time, and then you'd in between you the 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 really tricky part was listening to the radio. Waiting for the DJ to stop talking if he didn't, yes. get, you know, uh, 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 talking to it, and recorded just that right moment. And right, I yeah. loved doing that shit when I was younger. I had, uh, I, you know, we had, uh, we were probably a little above average state of the art, I guess, a little bit because we we hooked up our television to uh, the stereo. Okay, so we could okay. listen to TV through the mm-hmm. big speakers on the stereo. Yeah, we did that. And then for MTV, that was a whole. That was terrific. Oh yeah. But then I w- I would keep that cassette in that damn. So when MTV came on, you could see what videos are coming up, and then you could record. Oh wow! Your video. I didn't think of that. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And, okay. And I used, then I started to get creative, and I would I would start to make like, uh, put like little movie clips and little little things like that. You know what I'm sure. talking about? Yeah. And yeah. then it became the that whole big thing became art. I've made these. This is like now fast forward into the 90s. I would make these elaborate. I still have them. You make these elaborate party tapes, okay? Sure. And I had a and I was high rolling next. I had a four, four cassette changer in this. I still have it in the attic. So you could put four cassettes in there, right? And you could set it to where it'll play the entire side, back out, or it'll play one song, click, next song, click, and it would do that oh, wow. for you, and that was oh, pretty cool. state of the art at the time. <laughs> right. Uh, but I would, I would shuffle sit there for, yeah, shuffle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for hours, hours and hours and hours. Put your CDs in there, playing that one song, and I would cue up a movie on a VHS tape to, you know, to a point like I know where this quote is in this stupid movie, like Austin Powers or something dumb. Fast forward it and time it, and then record it and get that two second snippet on that nice. stupid party tape. Yeah. So yeah, hours. But you, but that technology allowed you to do all that. And then certainly when I was a kid, Columbia House came out. We can get thirteen tapes for a penny and all this stuff. And you you just built your music library very quickly with that stuff. So and then you yeah. never pay that penny. Yeah, you had to pay <laughs> for a way to buy what two two cassettes or over the right. next year. It was so uh, lenient. And then you right. get the uh, then you get the bill for like seventy eight dollars that nobody fucking paid. That's why Columbia That's House right. went out of business. Sure, absolutely. But I remember that you get those tapes, those brand new cassette tapes. That smell mm-hmm. was smelled like it was so exciting to get that yeah. new tape smell and all. <laughs> and when you now, unraveled the 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 inside art with the, with the lyrics and stuff, yeah, like this long, yeah. That was you had to figure out from an fold album. it back in. Some of them folded weird. Right. You had to like accord, like they half accordion, but half like yep. folded over. Yep. It was weird. And then yeah. when I do the mixtape, I would take like um, you know the lined you know paper, you know like from school, and I would cut it just that perfect length and fold it down. I would put my own art on the mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Right there on yeah. the, the the end there. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's definitely time. something. Yeah. That's a. It's an innocent time in that respect, you know. I don't know. So, yeah. So, Nick, did you have tapes growing up, or was he, are you a CD oh, yeah. only? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. No, that was uh, when I first started buying my like own music. It was uh, actually the first cassette, Brian. You'll be proud to know that I ever purchased was uh, Kiss on MTV Unplugged. Uh, oh the yes. Actual, 
my first of my own, my very own purchase. I had other cassettes that I would, you know, borrow from the basement. My dad had all his like cassettes and records and things like that. But the first one of my own that I bought, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and it was my first time there. And I bought the MTV Kiss Unplugged uh, cassette of that of that whole set. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of worse albums for your first album. That's a pretty good album. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my second one was the soundtrack to Jurassic Park, actually. That was my... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're off, off I remember rails, mine. But that's all right. Mine was Elvis Presley. Mm. Really? Nice. Uh, that's good. His, his golden record one with him in the orange uh, uh, suit jacket. Yeah. The, the black record behind him. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. That's great. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I don't. Remember, I can't recall my first ever cassette. I don't know. I do remember the first like hard rock cassette I bought was Rat Out of the Cellar. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was like eighty five. I want to say yeah. so. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good. Good stuff. So rest in peace, Mr. Ottens. You definitely took music uh, to another change the world level. Sure did. Yeah. It really did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Building blocks. Okay, this was interesting here. Uh, an NFT sold Thursday at Christie's Auctions for $69.3 million. So, so tell the people you, at home what an NFT is for those. You may ask. Yes, that's right. What is an NFT? And I have it right here. It's It stands for a non-fungible token so i'm going to get the details here um so it's a bitcoin well i mean i don't know exactly the or go ahead brian no you go ahead well i i don't know the exact definition but i know for example you could um i don't know and brian tell me if i'm off on this but you could record we could do this podcast right we could do however many podcasts we've done we could do one specific podcast, not release it, and save it, and and somebody could buy that podcast in itself. That where nobody else you can't um you can't put it out in the world. You can't do it. It you it sell that one to them. right. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's sort of right. So is that uh, does that tie, sorry, Brian? I don't mean to interrupt. But does that have to do? I hear hear people talk about like recently like putting tweets up for sale and things like that. Is it like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think like so. where you can buy the tweet yes. and like it's your somehow or whatever. I, I like the the guy that created Twitter. He the his first tweet became an NFT. Okay, okay. that he did. So he, the definition here. So it's an asset verified using blockchain technology in which a network of computers records transactions and gives the buyers proof of authenticity and ownership. The current boom is mostly for uh, digital assets, including images, GIFs, songs, or videos. Most importantly, NFTs make digital artworks unique and therefore sellable. So this guy, who he's uh, Mike Winkleman, is the artist, also known as Beeple. And... You might think he looks like some young urban kid or some teenager or something like that. With the name of Beeple, yes. You I can look him that. up. You can look him up online here, but I'm going to show a picture here on the video. There's oh, Mr. Okay. Winkleman right there. He looks like somebody's dad, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, but the, the image that he sold was very cool, and we'll put this up here, but it's uh, the first 5,000 days, it's called. It was like an astronaut with, like, uh, crystals and things coming out of the suit. It's actually a neat image, and it's like, uh, when did it become a thing? So apparently in 2017, this uh, Crypto Kitties, a site that allowed people to buy and breed limited digital cats with cryptocurrency, that's when this became more of a popular thing. And a question here is, if I buy an NFT, do I own the art? And the answer is sort of. So the buyer of an NFT will not, this is from the New York Times, by the way, a buyer of an NFT will not necessarily acquire a copyright or even sole access to a work. Many will remain available to anyone with an internet connection, but some people are willing to pay handsomely to be able to claim ownership of the verifiable real thing so so we were you know so i guess it's sort of a like a painting mm -hmm. you know certainly there's there's one painting and somebody owns that painting now that painting might be displayed in a museum right or so other people home. can see it other people can see it you can look up a picture of it online right but only one has that, that very person owns it right it's almost it's the digital uh, equivalent of owning the Mona Lisa in a physical form. Sure, yeah, you can see yeah. it anywhere. You can go look at it on the internet anywhere. So right, but that no person stranger to, in their database or in their computer or in, however you want to put one. it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that image is on, wherever that image is, apparently, you could trace it back to this individual owns that image. And I guess the mm -hmm. NBA is getting more into this, too, where a, a video... Yes, so a video of LeBron James dunking a basketball, for instance, became an NFT and is sold to somebody who owns the rights of that. Now, see, but again, anybody could look at it, so it's not like I don't know if the owner makes money if they it's would, out there. Oh, oh, I, I don't you know mean how if that other works. people are seeing it, right? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, I don't think that works that way. We now, need to now, find maybe, that out because I'm yeah. planning on doing this with a picture of my testicles over a trophy. It's a similar concept, probably. It's just what what is what is it worth to somebody if somebody has finds value, to value you. in it? Exactly. Like, you know, and I don't know. And it's like uh, you know the clip here from the Times, same article is like, is this stuff art? You know, so uh, I mean, anything produced from the anything produced from your mind that that that, that takes creativity is yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, whether yeah. it be physical art or performance art, but it's something dancing or yeah. it's still yeah. art. Yeah. So yeah. this is just a different form. Okay. A digital yeah. version of that. Yeah. Right. You know, in, in some respects, probably like collectors, I think some are, some do it just for the passion to have it and they, they just want the feeling and they want to show it off to, you know, whatever friends and yeah. whatnot, I'm sure. Others right. are probably taking a gamble that it's going to be worth something to somebody right. else more or someday just some rich guy that just just so he can say he was part of the deal that bought that's right yeah this new thing <laughs> for thirty thousand dollars right that's what I mean. it smells like to me it's like i have a lot of money and i'm trying to find ways to impress other people or something right. like that and it's just like and yeah, yeah like, i don't that, know that's good on the artist like, yeah fucking good yeah. on the artist i mean if you good this guy was shocked get it this guy was shocked. He, the guy that people got, he's like he he was. He said he was completely, basically stunned that it, it was that he made that much money from that thing. You know, yeah, it's just like right. wow. You know, 
Well, it's so. totally like, I mean, I guess it's the thing that we're probably is it's not tangible. I think is the thing that we no. maybe struggle right. with is That's, because yeah. I can That's buy right. comic books or figures or I have, I mean, I'm down, I mean, stairs in my basement bar, I've got shelves of different things, hockey memorabilia and different sure. things that I like, whatever figures and whatever. If that's not important to somebody, they go like, "Wow, that dude's got a lot of fucking toys and shit." Like, <laughs> like that's, that's his, right. his, you know, yep. little area there. But to me, it's stuff that I can at least there, you know, or like Brian, when you came over and you were looking at my stuff and you're like, "Oh, you know, commenting on stuff." That's kind of it's for me because it makes me happy, but it's also really cool when someone's like, right. "I also like this thing." That's really cool. Okay, but Nick. it's different for me to wrap my head around because if I buy, um, I don't know. The first, uh, the first tweet announcing Barack Obama as the 44th president of the United States. That's mm-hmm. a really cool historic thing to have. What do mm-hmm. I do with it? How do like, how do like, do you okay. print it out and put it on a wall? Like, I mean, you know, what is, what is that? I got yeah. you. Um, all right, Nick. Here you go. Uh, you have an Apple iTunes account, correct? I do. You have. And I know the closet behind you, you have a shit ton of CDs. Mm-hmm. You can take that CD, you can pull it out, you can open the CD up, you can pull out the case, you can look at the lyrics, you can put it in the case. But your Apple iTunes, you can't. You can't touch it. Right. You know it's there. You can right. listen to it, just like that. Uh, the digital painting. You could pull it up, you know, a computer, phone, whatever, and look at it. You know yeah. you have it. You know it's yours. You know you paid for it. It is in your possession. So maybe it's something like that. Those songs are no longer on a CD at that moment. They are digitally in the cloud, in your phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. In your yeah. account. I, well, the interesting thing is, like, like, here's the thing. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. cool. It's very right? cool. Yeah. But it's right here. Yeah. So right. I, I could take a picture of this and I can you look can at it. You can screen grab it right like now it. and you have it. And yeah. Like it's... But, so I can enjoy it, but I don't own it. Right. And right. somebody, somebody. And how does that make say, you feel, Brian, that you don't own that? Do you I'm wish fine. you owned it? <laughs> no, I'm fine. No, because I could look at it right here. I guess. It's right. Like a, it's just that's what I'm. That's the thing like I that, struggle I with. Is I'm like, you're enjoying it on the same level that the person that owns it, right? Now maybe it's the rarity thing. Maybe, like you say, maybe some people will buy a right to something and just sort of, I, if they're able to, it's so hard to keep something offline once it's been out there, or maybe it's something that's right. created uniquely. That I see, maybe that's where it gets into. Perhaps is maybe someone creates an, a work of art uniquely. Sure. So maybe this, maybe this, uh, this dude will be uh, this people do. Maybe he'll start to create now unique for people specifically, and that's yours. Right. Right. So, so it's you, an OnlyFans, but for art, because that's mm-hmm. what maybe. an OnlyFans is. It's like right. I get on there and tell you what I want you to do and what I want you to wear and what you to say to me, and then they do, and then it's yeah. That's your personal experience. But oh, that's anybody right. can that's also right. see Use that blue, person blue, doing something. Green, green, yellow. Oh, yellow. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm being ridiculous, but that I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where it's going. I don't know. I don't. I don't get. I. I think we're all kind of. Does like, this oh, tie? Does this tie into our lack of human connection right now? Are we just looking for a unique thing for us? I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's I mean, just, it uh, makes sense saying it. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a way to look at art uh, away from crowds, and it's certainly a new. It's a. It's a different type of art, and it's still. You know, yeah. People. I don't know. And by the way, that that Twitter I I said I misspoke here. It says here that Jack Dorsey is actually auctioning the first his first tweet for charity 
as an okay. NFT. So it's, ah, it's raised to cool. 2.5 million so far. So that's pretty cool there. Nice. So, Good. yeah, I don't know. All right. Interesting stuff. Before the, Brian, before the next story, maybe we should uh, take a pause for yeah. the cause. Everybody, I agree. Let everybody uh, take a breather. Dean's got to pee. We'll be back. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> well, we also have uh, fine, damn fine sponsors that uh, need to be taken care of. We do. That's right. Yes, on the podcast, we do have a sponsor, Anchor app. So we'll uh, we'll give that Spoiler a listen. Spoiler alert! That's right, and we'll come back and <laughs> talk about a couple more things. All right, Sounds good. We'll Bye. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Four, three. And we are back with Convincing Idiots. Once again, as you know, because you were listening to the first part of the show, I'm Dean. I'm Brian. And I'm Nick. And all three of us are back for the continuation for this. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, headlines. It's a, po- here, it's right? a podcast. Oh, okay. no, I know it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm doing the headlines. <laughs> No, we we talked about uh uh the the guy who I what was the guy's name who I did the so we had uh, Yafet Koto oh I'm sorry Yafet Koto passed away we talked about the Grammys we talked about the Mr Lou Otten the inventor of the cassette tape passing away right. and what the hell an NFT is and why someone would spend sixty nine point three million dollars on a digital piece of art basically. So I mean, I mean, I get the love of art, Brian, but mm-hmm. but that's just way too expensive. But do you right. know what isn't expensive? Eerie What's insurance. Ah, uh, not from Aaron Blank. It's not. That's right. All right, we're gonna do the Blank injury. Do we want me to do a voice? <laughs> huh? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. I, I gotta be drunk. <laughs> right, how Dusty about, is drunk. Uh, how about Macho Man? He did Macho that, Man? Uh, yeah, how about that? Ooh, yeah. Macho Man could bring it. Blakey. It almost fucked me up here. <laughs> I got to do the finger. got to do the finger for uh, Macho Man. Because he no. drinks a lot of tea or what? Like, I don't... <laughs> no, that's all he did. No. It's, 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 it's cream rises it to the top. top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Insurance is an eerie insurance agency located in Barberton, Ohio. Yeah. They offer auto, home, renters, business, or life insurance. Ooh, yeah. Eerie Insurance is above all in service. Ooh, yeah. Call 234-571-5359 or visit BlakeInsuranceLLC.com. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. For your free five-minute quote today. Oh yeah! Mm. That was powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. Very powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Very good. That's right. The Macho <laughs> King has spoken. That's right. I'm fucking sweating here. That's right. Snap uh, into it. Snap into Erie Insurance. <laughs> That's right. Ah <laughs> uh, Lord. Okay. I had to cough there for a second. All right, so we have a couple, couple, couple more stories here. So uh, this is just a brief one here, but I, the, the, one of my favorite Nintendo games as a kid, the original Nintendo gaming system was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. This is when they, they were at the initial height of their powers back then in the uh, late uh, mid to late eighties. 
when the original cartoon came out and all that. By the way, I own some of the original comic book series in black and white. Really? Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have issued two wow. Wow. through something. Black and white comics. Great, great stuff. Before, you know, this is this is a whole different. It was more of a martial arts vibe right. in the original comic book series. Great stuff, and I wish I would have bought number one. I'm sure it would be worth some money, but some of these I'm sure are worth some I money bet right now. That one is. I was just thinking, I'm mm-hmm. like talking about owning owning something worth money. Yeah, That's, I have a lot I of bet these. That is a lot of these in the attic. I, I just did the cover and everything appealed to me as a kid. But uh, anyway, they had two two video games. I think for the Nintendo, the first one was garbage. This one though was based on the arcade game. Yes, oh, which, I love that one. Which yeah. is a terrific, terrific game. Actually, yep. which, actually, it's at Sweets and Geeks and Dino. Yeah. We talked mm-hmm. about the original arcade. A lot of fun, and actually, this plays almost identical to the arcade game on the NES gaming system. Terrific game, a lot of fun. Uh, it's a winnable game. You can get all the way to the end and beat Shredder. Very, very difficult. You can't save it. It's one of those games you have to sit down back in the day. It's like I need to devote at least two hours right now mm-hmm. to try to beat this game. And if I you... get up, if I leave, if I if I pause it and screw it up, yep. gone. Or if I die, well, done. That's done. a thing we more... forget. That's a thing we forget about video games of the past, eh? It's like, there, you didn't have checkpoints and no. saves and oh, no, no, it was like you sat uh-uh. down and you played and if you stopped, it was over and you started and from the, the excitement. That's all it was. Do you guys remember the the excitement and that anxiety and nervousness? Yes. Like when you're doing bebop and Roxy and when you're hitting them, they're blinking. Yeah. Yes. White yes. And yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. but they Feel still it. keep going back and forth and coming closer and they're you're not dying and you're watching the yep. whole levels oh. go with the top. Back. It, Man, and that's when you so know. Yeah. I feel like that. See, okay, so here's again another moment where I'm gonna sound a little bit like, like an old man here, but like, Welcome. I feel like we're missing that for like kids aren't gonna understand how to persevere when the pressure is on and you right. see Bebop and Rocksteady blinking and yeah. you feel you're mm-hmm. that fucking close. Yep, you just right. gotta hang in there and then and you see the your level going down happen. and down and down. You gotta stay yeah. the fuck in there and you mm-hmm. gotta meet the moment and make it happen. And like kids don't know that. Literally like, on they the can edge save of your when chair. it's safe. Oh, yeah, it's for yeah. sure. It's kind of like get, uh, Mario Brothers when you get to the end and the music's like getting faster. Yes. And if you died, learn to handle pressure. If you died at the, you beat the big boss, all that work, all the way to Shredder or the Dragon, whatever, any of these games, you get to the big boss, you died, start over. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right. From start. Right. From start, not from that level, all the way back to start. Craziness, yep. but that was just or, what it was. Or you yep. have like the really fucking tough games, like uh, remember Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yeah, you went through all of them, and some of those guys were really tough. But when you sure. get to Tyson, John, I mean, I Same. mean, they, unless you're like an extreme player, he's he's taking you out in like seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like. Oh yeah! I finally got to Tyson. He comes in, just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you're done. You're like, uh oh, what the fuck? What's that? He hit hard. He hours. like a fucking mule kick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I took anyway. him down so hard, like a prom date. It was. He would come down and just the uppercut, one uppercut, and you're yep. done. But you yep. spent hours getting to him. Yep. 
at least like King Koopa or Shredder, there was a chance. You know what I mean? You could right. fight and yeah. battle. Tyson yeah. was just over. So you spent yep. hours fighting, and then boom, you're done. And then you're back down to like the middleweight championship or whatever shit that is. Yep. But the, the, that, so that's fun. So I, I, I used to play that game. You could play two, two players at the same time, which made it even more fun. And I had a buddy back in high school, and he's since you know, passed away, you know, rest in peace, uh, in an accident. But we would play that game hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, and this is now, psh, we were 20, 21 years old now when this game was out, I think, at the time. so About 60 you know, we years would, ago? Yeah, it feels that way. Certainly, <laughs> but we would we would go like would go down and get snacks and whatever, and just sit down and just play and play and play. And play. My pizza so, rolls. That's yeah, I'm sure. So they have a new. They have, so the reason I bring that up is they have, they have a new version, a, a continuation of that game coming out, Shredder's Revenge or something like that. It's a new, and I go check it out. You can see the trailer. And one cool thing about the trailer is uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More sings the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles classic theme song on this trailer. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. The game looks like looks like the game back then with some modern things, but it has the pixel. It, so yeah. it makes me – I, I don't know that they've announced it yet. I was going to sure say – okay. It'll at least be on Nintendo's. Yeah, it'll be on Switch, that Switch, I'm I would sure. imagine. Yeah. And sure. I would assume other gaming platforms as well. But that, it yeah. just looks like a lot of fun. So I'm going to buy that it. That made me sure, happy yeah. to see that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, big nerd news uh, this weekend, guys. Uh, start streaming on Here the 18th. The four-hour-long Zack Snyder. Wait. Go, What's Hold that? On. It starts on the 18th? Yes. Oh. You get to watch it like Perfect. when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's Perfect. right. That's right. Yeah, Thursday, not Friday. I am very, very excited right now. I think that's right. Is it the 18th? I think it's the 18th. Oh, I am going to be hungover and enjoying the shit you know what? out of that I wonder movie. if that's why they're doing that, I wonder, in part. Anyway, <laughs> so the four-hour-long uh, reshoot at least half of it, whatever, uh, on HBO Max. You can watch it there. Uh, I saw one review we talked about off on camera on Variety.com. This dude compares it with uh, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2, the original, and Black Panther and a few others. So he's like, he's saying that... It's like one of the best superhero superhero movies you've seen. Yeah. He's saying it's in that realm. Wow. And we know that uh, the original... That's a balls sorry i didn't mean it yes no, that's no, okay so, right. so Zack snyder was the original director as some may or may not know and uh i guess halfway through the movie he had to leave it uh for various reasons including i guess his daughter uh rest in peace i guess had committed suicide and stuff i didn't yes. know all this stuff yeah so that so josh they actually came in Go the ahead. the um uh the i don't know if he's the proprietor but I know he writes on uh, the website Cinema Blend. He okay. wrote a, a book about it. Like he okay. he did extensive for like years research, not only upon why he uh, he left, why uh, Snyder left, but also the whole campaign and, and and outcry to get the Snyder cut and what it took to get the Snyder cut released and and put back together and stuff. Okay. So the, the dude from Cinema Blend uh, did a whole book on it. Okay, let's check that out. So yeah, it's uh, 
you know, he had to bring the actors back in uh, yep. to do reshoots and stuff. So Ben Affleck, who had left the franchise, came back in and agreed to do this. Hopefully there's no CGI mustache taken away. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that is it. Jesus. So I killed it. Uh, yeah. So the, the original was uh, about half of it was uh, reshot and rewritten at the time. And it was definitely uh, if you watch the first one, I think I watched it once. Literally, it's it's more you know, I watched goofy. It twice. I and, watched it once in the theater and then I watched it with Carter. Now, did you like the current cut? No. Yeah. Um, it was blank. It was it was dull. It was yeah. There wasn't much to it. And honestly, the, the some of the effects weren't very good. Um, and I made a joke of it, but the mustache thing, I you can't watch Henry Cavill without seeing that cgi mustache it was i awful. would be interested to watch it again it. now i've heard you and sure. robin both complain numerous times about it but it's i'm like hard to i watch don't it, man i don't know that i knew that when i saw it so i don't know that i noticed it <clears throat> but i'd be curious to see how much i pick up on it now it's um, all you see once you know that's all you see yeah i mustache. just remember watching that movie I've, I've watched it one and a half times uh, the first time was the half because I fell asleep. The second time I went back and Makes watched sense. it again and stuck it out. And uh, I was just, like you said, it's bland. I just, the entire time I was watching it, I'm going, why can't I mean, they do a movie like a Marvel? Right. Band? Like, uh, I don't know why, why right. they all have to be like this. And, and I get, you're... I don't mean the tone because look, DC has a different tone to it. Has a Marvel. darker tone. Yes. I get that. But why can't you do it well? Like I don't understand why uh, it, it can't be done well. Right. And That's the, right. The, I have the, high hopes for the new Batman. I will say that the Joss Whedon mm-hmm. uh, off the trailer uh, that I saw. Yep. The Joss Whedon movie wasn't bad. Like I didn't watch it and go, oh, I hate it. This is awful. It just it was uh, it was it was okay. It was <sighs> bland. It, and what I don't know which one of you said it about the effects, but I remember one of there was one of the final scenes yeah. in there, and I'm like, this looks like. Obviously, Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's just it's not the effects yeah. are good. It's like you you think you know when we were kids, all and all of us really, because it, it, you know we were all kids and none of these movies were around, right? And you you think, boy, wouldn't it be cool? And for me, I sort of had to wait much longer. But you think, wouldn't it be cool to see these heroes done on the big screen correctly? How cool would that be? And the thought of I mean, I used to love like watching the Super Friends and stuff as a kid on Saturday mornings and right. stuff. And I used to collect those for years too when I was a child because it's like those are iconic, iconic Meanwhile. heroes. Yeah, Ted Knight, by the way. Thank you. Yes, he, he was the original uh, 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 announcer there. Anyway, uh, and Avengers. To think like if the thought of getting all these characters on the screen at the same time done. It was just unheard of. And now right. here you are. You have the opportunity to do this. Marvel does it fantastically with the Avengers and leads it all in, as we all know, the great storylines. It brings it all together. And like that one great scene where they're all standing on the street together with the aliens attacking and that camera swirls around them and yep. they're all standing yeah. there. It's like, wow. Well, you also got to yes, look at the directors and, and creators. I mean, and I say that as in um, the Russo brothers had the helm for many of those movies. Yeah. 
Um, but you also had uh, Figgy, uh, 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 Paul, Paul Figgy, Figgy, I think I his name know. is. But yeah. he's the he's the the um, Kathleen Kennedy. You know what I mean? He he holds all of that together and makes sure the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is in step and the the story is going where it should. You know, okay. he is the the creative genius in that. I don't think DC has that. No, I don't think no, they it, have somebody yeah. going with the helm of like this whole universe going. You know, this is the story. Yeah. This is yeah, where we need to get fits. to. That's right. It, it, it would almost seem that you know once uh, Marvel kicked off and started, you know, people who own DC going. They're behind. Oh, shit, we're way. We, we behind. should probably do something. Right. right, right. We had a few shitty Superman movies. Maybe we should like yeah. reboot it. Which right. Man of Steel was a good start. In my yeah, opinion, okay. Man of Steel was a good start. It's okay. And you shit the bed with uh, Batman vs Superman. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you say that name, Martha? Oh my god! Are you, like, are you kidding yeah. me? Unbelievable. So it's, it's, it's like awful. they, like you said, they they got that far and thought, oh shit, we should do something. It's like they got that far into that movie and was like. Okay, we got to make them bond over something. Right. So like, fuck, what are they right. like? Yeah, just stop punching yeah. each other. Yeah, terrible. It's it's it but was rushed. I remember. It, I don't know. And I'll piggyback a little bit, uh, Brian, uh, off of your. Um, I was listening to your your. Uh, it came from Gen X podcast with your your friends, uh, Keith Porter and Skinner there, and uh, nice. you guys were talking about the when you saw one of them. I can't remember who it was. If it was if it was Keith or if it was Skinner that said when they saw it in the theater. They really liked it, and then they went there. Maybe it was the opposite way that they didn't like it. But I remember Dean yes. and I went to go see it in the theater. We mm-hmm. both left that movie going, "Man, that was good. Wasn't that I, good? Holy yep, shit! I liked it. We both yeah. did. And I did it actually. I'll guilty. I've done it with the last all the new Star Wars movies too, and yeah. only one of those that I actually yep. like. But I you know, upon further review, I'm like garbage. I don't need that. But Superman, Batman versus Superman, same thing. We left the theater thinking it was cool. I remember there was a lot about it I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked that they kind of played on a darker tone. I liked the way they had they pitted them against each other and yeah. why they disliked each other. My problem was with the the <laughs> why they liked each other at the end of it was the the lack of killed it story. It so was just horrible. so instantaneous and and uninspired and like why I just. Yeah, I didn't hate that whole movie. I don't want to throw away the whole thing because I feel like if they could have built the story a little better i would have really liked it mm. as a whole but i mean yeah that one just i mean what you can, it's hard not to fixate on that part the last part of that right. movie it was really just a total plunder i mean they just i mean it was ugh. i don't I even remember it barely the, the one thing that the one barely. thing that snyder cut i guess uh gets right is that he does put humor back into it like he yeah. doesn't leave it all grim and dark. That there okay. that there are some jokes in here and there, but all right. So what do you think? Do you have high hopes? Do you think it's I gonna do. be a letdown or what? I I don't want to put too much hope into it because of the let you know how far you could be let down. But the first movie I didn't like, so it can't be much worse. Yeah. I Hell, the trailer <laughs> is much better than the actual fucking other movie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do not. You don't have high hopes. DC, I do not. Okay. And I'm trying to keep it that way. Uh, I don't uh, for two reasons. A, 
DC's given me nothing to think that like why this would be any good. Okay. <laughs> Two. But don't don't compare it to Marvel though. <laughs> well, what else am it's I supposed to? That's to. the only reason to they're it, doing this. No, 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 no. Compare it to the other movie. That's what he's asking you. Compared to the other movie, do you have high hopes? Well, sure. It's going to be better than that. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay, it'll be better. How about than that, a ge- like, okay, that's, that's that's a better question in general. So compared to the last one, I think we all agree it's okay. got to be better okay. than the last one. In right? general, okay. has yes. to. If if right. if this comes out, if this as comes a new out movie, as a new movie, and the word of mouth is terrible, Time Warner has a lot riding on this stuff, right? Because they brought right. back a lot of things and money and people and right. time. And they are really hoping that this gets subscribers to HBO Max. If this thing freaking takes a tank. What already did that, though? I guarantee you that. Well, just out of subscribers, it's making its money. Sure. But if this thing tanks, then it's, you're going to have, it it really hurts their entire business model with this franchise in general going forward and the streaming and the whole bit. So, right. So, anyway, so go back to my other question. So, in general, compared to the other DC movies, then, Nick, I think that's where you were going. Do you have high hopes based on the other DC movies you're saying? Eh, not so sure. No, because, yeah, like I said, because of what they've shown me, I don't have anything good to go on off of Mm. anyway. Secondarily, now, as a detriment to them, unless it is that incredible, if he said it's going to be on the same level as a uh, Dark Knight and a Black Panther, and a... See, I, like, I, you cannot. I I'm sorry, wish, I don't I think it's possible. I wish you wouldn't have read that <laughs> yeah. to him. Because there's know. no fucking way. Like, there just Black isn't. Panther movie is is at God's fingertips for him. So not only that, he, but I wish like, you wouldn't have yeah, read that. Yeah, like, not only that, but him. just that, even I, the, the I, Spy- And The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is... that's. I mean, it's in association with, in association with DC Comics, but, I mean, up until Black Panther came out, I was like, the Dark Knight is the greatest superhero movie ever made. And then, like, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse and Black Panther happened. He's going to hate it. I don't know. He's so, going to hate it because of that review. It, the, no, the, no, no, I, no, I probably no. took the quote out of context a little bit. The guy was basically saying that su- superhero movies, they hit. Right. Well, I guess he is kind of comparing it, though, because he's saying these movies hit. These, these I think that was a bad idea. Everything. Don't take the best ones that exist and right. be like, this yeah, is right. going to be guy, like that. This what guy if was it's impressed. not? And then it's like one of those yeah. things, you overhype something. And you're, oh, this is the funniest movie ever. And then you're like, it's okay, but, but you told I mean, me it was the funniest thing ever, and it's not. Like it's in you know, your whatever. like airplane. Uh, in your opinion, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but in your opinion, you are expecting dog shit. Yes. So Which in theory, I, should be hopefully good. Hopefully, it surprises you. Yes. Well, yeah, and maybe that's in a weird way. The expectations probably for many are lower because of the crap so it's like you're if they could do a little bit better than most of the dc movies it's a couple decent ones but yeah then i don't know so i'm interested to see it you have nowhere to go but up i'll watch it for sure i am interested to see it no question about it so i guess we'll see how it goes i can honestly say i you know Full disclosure, we talked earlier when we did our Superman bracket, or our, our uh, superhero bracket. Spider-Man, Batman were the big ones for me growing up. But Batman was the one. Batman mm-hmm. was my favorite. Sure. So I always considered myself more of a DC fan. Dude, until all these DJs. movies happened. And now, I have no choice but to prefer Marvel because that's where the time we're living in and, and the way it is in culture. DC doesn't 
hold a candle to what Marvel does. It's just yeah. not, you know what I mean? So that being said, and honestly, if it were not for this podcast, I probably wouldn't even watch this movie. Hmm. I have no interest. Ooh. I will, so we can talk about it. But like, mm-hmm. if you just left it as it is, and I've seen the DC movies I've seen, I've seen the Marvel movies I've seen, growing up as a Batman fan, if we didn't have this podcast, I don't think I would even be watching this movie. Wow. But I will. Okay. So nowhere right. to go but up in my well, opinion. You can't well, get much worse. Next week we will uh, we'll give our opinions and uh, kind of do yeah. a little mini review there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll do that for sure. Okay. The last thing I had here, guys, was uh, this was a nice story. Uh, the brand management company WHP Global said mm-hmm. Monday that has acquired a controlling interest in True Kids. The parent company of the Toys R Us, Babies R Us, and Jeffrey and Giraffe brands, WHP Global reportedly plans to open Toys R Us stores ahead of this holiday shopping season. So the rebirth of the physical toy store, Toys R Us, coming around again. They think that the uh, online... Selling of toys is not the way to go. Targets try to get into some of that market and just doesn't really, it's not the same. They think that people want this. They want to be able to go back to the magic of a big, of a toy store. Maybe they're saying they do other specialized things like gaming and things that they didn't have a whole lot of previously also and have at least some of that available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that people want this and by this Christmas time, Certainly, they're banking on the fact that the world is a bit more normal. People will be getting out in crowds and shopping more physically. People miss the experience. They miss taking their kids to a big kids miss the going into the big toy store and looking around and just that excitement. I know I certainly loved it as a kid. And my daughter certainly loved it. I'm sure your boys did, too. What do you think about Toys R Us coming back around as a physical store? Will you go now? You have young sons. Will you take yeah. your kids there? What do you think about all this? I think I'm. I, I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. I loved Toys R Us as a kid. It's a hallmark, a, a staple for all of us as children. Love sure. going to Toys R Us. And I will admit, you know, as you're talking about it, I'm really, you know, coming to the realization. Yeah, you know, we go to Target a lot. We go, you know, there's toy toy departments in Target and in you know your WalMarts and things like that. But I'm like, there's. It's not the same. You know what my no. kids? You know what my kids go nuts over? Going to like Stuff Genie Emporium in town here. They are a mm-hmm. local place, and mm-hmm. it's but they it's wall to wall toys. It's not you don't have to walk through mm-hmm. the grocery aisle. You don't have to walk through the kids' clothes and the adult clothes and the right. you know you just it's toys, and they yes. love that. It's that atmosphere. So that's awesome. But we would be remiss if we did not mention why did Toys R Us go down, Dean? Why did Toys R Us go down? Because the fucking prices. I mean, it's expensive. You can find everything you, cheaper on Amazon at, or eBay or, or, or shit, whatever. Even Target. Mm-hmm. You can even or go Target. to Target or a Walmart and get it for a quarter of the price or whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. So you're all of this the experience be... of having just a toy store. Right. But yes, kids love to go. But if you're just taking your kids to look at what you want, so you can go buy it at uh, Walmart. Right. Thank well, you. Fuck. Yep. That's why yeah, you got yeah. a business. So unless yeah, they if, fix that. Yeah. 
If doomed. the prices Maybe... don't change, it's going to be a window shopping place like the old exactly. ones were, where I can go, hey, well, I'm on my phone right now on yeah, Amazon, exactly. and there it is How for many times $8 dollars use... less. Yep. I'm going to go buy it there, and we'll have yeah. it in two days. Yep. So maybe, like, they'll, maybe they'll do some of that. There's nothing about this in the article. Yeah. If, if maybe not, they'll do fucked. price matching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I'm sure they, I mean, you would think that they, you would hope that they're smarter than just simply saying people want to walk into a store and buy stuff. You're right. 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 No, we do. We do not. We want yeah. to, we're all strapped for cash. Yeah. We it's want something to, get the to best shut your deal. kids up yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. Now, okay, we'll go look at toys. Fine. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and in then theory, tell, I'll buy you that. I can order it online for much cheaper. Let's uh-huh. go. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. In theory, I would love the experience to go into a toy store and just buy something there. The problem mm-hmm. is, like I said, when it's $8 more or whatever than it is right. somewhere else and I can have it in the next day or the day after, it's not worth it to me. That's that's part of being an adult and balancing right. what's, you know, worth exactly. it and it's just so if they don't fix that, it will be for for nothing. But I mean, I like the idea. I hope I would have to imagine whoever is going through all the trouble to buy these these all these rights and and things like that to Toys R Us and Jeffrey and Kids R Us and all that stuff. They must understand the issue. So they're doing this with not only just the you know pie in the sky reason of oh kids just want to walk into a big toy store. No, you understand what the problem is, and you must want to. You must have an idea of how you can be competitive in the marketplace, and they, right. they pro- I'm sure they probably will. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I like that. You hope it'll be interesting to we'll monitor this story as it progresses and how they how they do and all that stuff. I mean, you're right. That's honestly, I, I had great experiences going there and taking Peyton there as a as a young girl, also. But you're right. Over mm-hmm. time, it's like I can go right over the right over here to Target or something and get the same thing for cheaper. And you're right. It sort of, it sort of became a a physical catalog, if you will. Right. You find stuff that you liked. You would know the price, and yep. you would wait around and spend the extra time to go to the next store until the the uh, you know certainly the online hit. And that's what, of course, killed it the first time. I mean, so I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm yep. pulling for him because sure. we are gonna we are gonna need a place to sell our uh, uh, convincing idiots action figures. So oh, that's for correct. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. With, yeah. That's correct. With Ryan the, uh, with, with his the, kung fu grip. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say. I was gonna say with a pint. <laughs> grip. That's yeah. good. Ah, that's, I like that. Dean yeah, with his web shooters. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Get web the, shooting you, you like the, like the You honor string. me, sir. Get the silly string canister in there. That's right. <laughs> you know that you used to push down on it. That used to be a toy back when I was a kid. Actually, they had web shooters yeah. that shot like silly string or yeah, something. Yeah, they still have them. Yeah, yeah. do yeah. they still have Spider-Man. them? You, you they have Spider-Man. It, you can ones, wear yeah. them. You can put them on your mm. like a plastic grip thing where it goes on your wrist and. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you pull down on the thing. I think there's like a trigger. Hey, maybe you can buy it at Toys R Us someday. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So. Maybe. Yeah, yep. Well, all right, gentlemen. That's, a, that's what that, I had. Go ahead. Um, I think we're coming to the end of this, aren't we? I think yes. I think we solved the world's problems this week, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. So. We had some lengthy yep. episodes that we enjoyed it. Hope you guys did out there as well. So, and yep. if you stayed this long, God bless you. Yeah, yep. absolutely, absolutely. Nick, where, if they're still listening, where can they uh, find us as a reminder? Well, if they're the still mind? listening, which I'm sure they are, and I'm sure I'm mm-hmm. probably preaching to the mm-hmm. choir because sure. I'm sure they've already gone to YouTube and Facebook and searched for Convincing Idiots, and when they get there, I'm sure they've liked us, and they've liked all our posts, and they comment Mm -hmm. religiously, all these things. I'm sure they've also gone to Instagram and followed at uh, Convincing underscore Idiots, as well as, like, good little boys and girls that go to Twitter and 
follow at convincing idiots with no s. Uh, they they're also hip and they go to the TikToks and things mm-hmm. like that where the kids yep. go and yep. they've subscribed there to at convincing idiots. And I'm sure every once in a while they drop by and uh, drop us an email and uh, that it would be at convincing idiots at gmail dot com. So for another episode of Convincing Idiots for Dean, Brian, I am Nick. Have we convinced you to buy an NFT of this podcast? Mm. Cheers, keys. I'm that dude. <laughs> that, that was a good one. That was a good out.